The Sausage Fest is finally over. And if you have a problem with that, well, then don't blame me, because that's the fault of Tommy, who is back. And we're going to get right into this. Metal Productions, this is Hellcast. Don't smash a like, don't share this video, don't even subscribe. Just go to ReaperMetalProductions.com and when you do that, there'll be hours of podcasts, music from bands you've probably never heard of and should hear of. And it'll be far better than teaching some robot for corporate America uh, the rights to your mind. And after you do that, maybe before you do that, at some point in that journey, Go to Scene Red Records, go to Redefining Darkness, and Tommy will really appreciate that. It's true. And so, Tommy, I made such a large accusation. So, what, like, set us up here. Well, like, what, who did you, because, you know, we haven't seen you probably since the last Eric video where I said in that, the last time we saw you before <laughs> that was Into the Darkness. This is true. So, if everybody's like, who the hell is this guy and didn't see that or know that, well, He's the guy from when we did Into the Darkness, because you know all about that. You went to Reaper Metal Productions. So, who did you bring this time, since you like to do that? We have a Ms. Alexis Morrow. Is it Brooklyn, Alexis? I don't know. Where yes. you based? Okay. Out of Brooklyn, New York, who uh, I found actually kind of uh, in my Instagram feed somehow, and I'd been following, because I, po- I would see her posting all these amazing old flyers, and... Uh, Actually, after some time, I mean, I just always check them out or share them, and we'd maybe have a little bit of communication based on like the sharing and you know thank yous and whatever, and that was about it. But uh, I really wanted to get her story because um, uh, number one, she looks young, uh, at least younger than uh, me, <laughs> maybe your age, I don't know, but definitely younger than me, and uh, just kind of wanted to to learn more about like you know where this love uh, for you know, the archiving, all of these great old flyers and art and, uh, you know, where it all came from because it, it all definitely revolved around um, extreme metal and crossover and hardcore punk and pretty much everything that we're into yeah. in this show. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it would be cool to have a, a different a different type of guest in, and someone that's not in a band, someone that, uh, you know, isn't recording music but is, is obviously contributing to the scene, so... Yeah, and very much in the way of uh, just, I don't know, with, like if you follow this channel, you know, the VHS tapes, uh, hell, even the Heavy Metal Relics days, you know, like just going through old stuff. So I, I'm very much intrigued by the uh, the flyer sense. So uh, I guess, yeah, we've, we've set up enough and we can kind of already see there in the background that you've got, I would imagine, some of the, the faves uh, framed, which is a... Uh, just a relief, I guess, to highlight the fact that uh, there isn't an Iron Maiden poster. <laughs> like, we got a chick in the metal. Then. You don't own one? You don't. No, I don't. Because <laughs> I am that dick that has said, like, if you're like, going to, you know, just have a, an awesome collection, and then it's like, here's my, and then you go and see it's the obvious. It's like, this again, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So, yes, pungent stench and fuck the Milwaukee Metal Fest, which actually, what year is that Milwaukee Metal Fest? Oh, that's 98. Now, is, so, is that so, the year Sodom? Yeah, Sodom, Destruction, Mayhem, Death, Impaled Nazarene, Merciful Fate, Cryptopsy, Emperor, Six Feet Under. Crazy. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, I Did you play that posted uh, that Sodom show. I oh, have that. You? Yeah, I had a v- I have a VHS tape of that. Because that's the only time. I, I think it's the only it right time there. they came to America. Um, and like that, I don't think they've been back since 1998. Oh, wow. So, uh, and that was definitely the first. So I posted that as the first U.S. show. So if, uh, you know, if that's intriguing to you, dear uh, viewer, then check that out. But, uh, so, all right, you got a badass poster of a show in 1998. Uh, I guess the first question is, are you, were you there? (laughs) No, no. Right. uh, Fourth grade. Fourth grade. (laughs) Yeah. So then, how does like how does uh, like man just a, a love for collecting a a uh, an awareness all of it like the you know mainly I started my first flyer was at a show that I was at uh, it was a champion flyer uh, I got a 
I stole it off a wall at the downtown in Farmingdale, okay. uh, Long Island. And that was my first flyer. So when I started going to shows in like the early and mid 2000s. So it's always been a thing, but definitely not these. And then my collecting kind of just followed my music taste as it developed. And I guess we should talk about that. So if you want to explain a little bit about what you do uh, for your career and how that kind of led into and bled into your love for, you know, uh, you know, I guess extreme music and, and these flyers. Uh, well, I got my degree in art history. Um, I focused, I wrote my thesis on 18th and 19th century collecting practices in Europe and America. Um, so that's kind of where my love for collecting and preserving and kind of making a statement with what you collect and how you collect it. The landscape is a obviously really changed with like the internet and crap. Where like it at least put me honestly, well, uh, when because you know as as the collector I am, it's changed me. There's, yeah. You know, it put put me in a position. Uh, I guess sometimes to be like, do I really need a CD and an LP? You know, that <laughs> yeah, has right, changed through right. the years. Um, even honestly collecting flyers, because I would. Yeah. To, uh, there's probably at least an era that I would stop. I did, um, I did, and I, yeah, same thing. I have some. So I, I think that, I don't know, I just really think that that remark does, uh, is, is intriguing. Like, you're collecting, and you're collecting practices and habits. Like, uh, and, and then, A, I would have never known <laughs> anybody that has a degree to know that that's like even a thing to observe like the habits of so well, think, well think about comic book collectors like the ones that are avid collectors know how like the proper way to um archive and like keep them in pristine condition and keep them tucked yeah. away and cardboard backing and in plastic and that right. kind of thing right so uh yes yeah, that know. what it, is that what goes into understand they, that yeah. see I mean, I, I, I have treat every flyer, flyer the way I treat my art that I collect and sell. So nothing is handled differently with gloves, you know. Well, because you got to think, like, all these flyers were like, I mean, it's just shit paper, right? It's oh, just like, yeah, I mean, people are printing, yeah. making copies, whatever. So over time, and, and you could probably tell us more about, like, uh, the degradation and how that works with, like... Yeah, like this one. You can see, like, there's, you know, some damage there. Yeah. And, I, you know, everything is either, like, tinted yellow from being in a bar or, you know, on someone's wall with pinholes. Right. A lot of my like, earlier posters and stuff that I still have, you know, I destroyed them. <laughs> right, you know? right. So, you know, it's kind of taking this and treating it with the respect that I think it deserves. Well, not only that, but... That my art I sell does. Right, but the restoration part, or I mean, not the restoration, but the pr preservation part, um, yeah. obviously, you're an expert uh, in that field. So, I guess, can you explain more about, like, how a paper breaks down over time and how long it takes? And, you know, I've seen where books are stored in a, like, oxygen-proof glass room, you know, like, the oxygen levels are lower, so it's there's less oxidation uh, affecting, you know, the the, yeah. the, the pieces. So I guess how does that work and, and what do you do to combat those things? Honestly, most of the stuff that's up on the walls isn't like my favorite or my most valuable stuff because number one, sunlight is going to destroy right. most things and store them behind UV glass, okay. which some of my stuff does, uh, but it's really expensive. And yeah. most people, you know, don't feel like spending four hundred dollars to get a you know three dollar flyer frame. So <laughs> right, right. Yeah, or yeah. A priceless flyer to, to yeah. where it usually originated. Yeah. Okay. Well, sunlight, sunlight being the the, the main culprit. What else can can affect these? I mean, everything down to how many times you handle it. You know, you put something in between two pieces of newspaper, and it'll ruin. Yeah. You know, whatever's in it, even if you don't touch it for. 50 years you know it's all it's so many different elements that really impact it um but you know smoke and sunlight and water i mean i have so many water stain flyers you know yeah I have, I, well, what happens when that. um I, I wish i would remember some of this stuff because i did research some of this stuff back in the day but i have some old books of like uh poetry and prose from like uh, 17th 18th century really beautiful uh gilded etched like Really, I'll have to show you. I'll, I'll send you pictures. But you know, when the when the pages turn yellow and like they're starting, so yeah. what is that process of the corrosion? Like, what, what's affecting those that are like? 
kind of stored away, just not maybe stored proper and just age Sometimes getting to it. Moisture is a big thing. Yeah. If there's a lot of moisture, you know, I have like, you know, I check the moisture in my house and I really try to, you know, it depends what you're storing. Certain things like to be stored, you know, with more humidity, less humidity, uh, things get moldy. You know, right. those little brown spots, it's called foxing. It's really mold okay. that's on paper. You know, and that's, you know, repairable, but most people wouldn't fix a fox flyer. You know, they <laughs> right, might do right. it for, you know, a copy of Paradise Lost. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Is that something that, but do you do that? Like you've got, you've like restored some of them or, cause it might be, no, be a nostalgic. Here and there that I am not a conservator or work in restoration. That is a full entire job yeah. with decades and decades of skill that, you know, I do not currently possess. So, <laughs> so can I ask then, okay. So you, you told the story about the first flyer coming off the wall. How did it lead into what you do now like what was that process of like going down that rabbit hole like just deeper and deeper uh, so it started with one but then like what was kind of that next move like where did it progress from uh, honestly the best way i can say it is like remember when you bought that first record and you yeah. were just like, it's like, <laughs> God, like what have i done yeah yeah you know? i remember the first time i ever it wasn't bought a flyer First time I ever like bid against a few people for a flyer, I was just like, "What did? Why are you? Why are you doing this? This is." <laughs> um, but really, it was like trading. Trading is like what I think is the best way to do this. It's kind of why I don't sell things uh, too often. Okay. I prefer to just trade for things I haven't seen. I love returning flyers to people who are at shows. I'm like big on that. Nice. So, yeah. well, this is very like, uh, I mean, this is the extreme metal world we live, right? I mean, you got obviously the tape trading uh, history, but I mean, we talk about all the time, all the underground DIYers always trading copies for copies, you know? I mean, that's a something right. I don't do. We're just <laughs> carrying a business. Karen, but, I mean, on carrying in the first place, really, is just a, yeah. a tribute to that. Well, because right. I, I wanted to go back around, actually, and because uh, when Alexis was explaining more so and just in general the uh, you know like the collecting aspect, uh, you you made the remark of like the studying of the ways. So is yeah. there like I don't know how to word this, but like it, it, being a professional in the the just the general practice of that, is there like a particular description of like a metal collector be, through their ways of collecting? If that makes any um, sense. I mean, honestly, the way people collect, I mean, most people collect something, yeah. whether you realize it or not. You know, most people have a collection of some sort, whether it's too many like mugs in their kitchen. Right, which, right, right. Like a thing. Um, and I think it says a lot about, you know, what a person finds valuable, the moments they find valuable, mm -hmm. and how they choose to interact with them. And that to me is a huge part of this. Wow. Hmm. That I that I mean, it's of course, but it's also like I don't know. I've, it's it, all pretty. It was intriguing. The, the like, just the, I don't know. You know, like, and I don't know what I'm like trying. Like, I'm s trying to even make words of, other than like, I guess why. I mean, I don't know why. I I, I get why somebody would care, but I guess that is my question. Like, do is there like a, a when you're in the profession, you you learn these things, you study these things, are there different reasons people care? Oh, yeah. I mean, number one, most collectors are people who have a tremendous amount of money and choose to make financial investments. Right. That's one. You know, there are people who collect because they love what they're collecting. Right. Um, there are people who collect and with the intention of creating a museum or, you know, a collection that says a specific thing, whether it's like, you know, with this, flyers, you know. I do this because it's something that people usually throw away. Right. So most of my stuff I sell, even art, is paper. Right. Because, you know, we just crumple that up and throw that away. So most of these, you know, didn't really survive the way I see it. Then what do you do, like, when you obviously have a ton of stuff <laughs> and it's, you, the, the collection's growing? Like, do you – because it's not like a record where – because records, at least mine do, you know, even when you make them, you know, it eventually is like, 
hours, you know, months, years. You write this damn thing. You lay it out. You get it in. Fuck yeah. You're so excited. Yeah. All right. Then you stick it on the shelf, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, like... (laughs) And that's a record. So, like, a flyer. Like, that's got to be what it is like so do you have, or do you have like a fl- so i guess like how do you like after it's achieved it's framed or whatever like do you go through every once in a while like I, I, you know i just really want to see that fly. or is there yeah is there a ritual to it is there really yeah. <laughs> i do it all the time when i like put a record on sometimes you know like especially a live record i'll go look for the specific flyer okay. and i keep them really obsessively organized depending <laughs> on like how it makes sense to me Uh, So sometimes it's like I keep all my best flyers together. Mm. And then I separate those by year and country after that. Okay. You know, so I have it so that it can be used, but it's also meant to be preserved and kept so that, you know, other generations can do the same thing I'm doing and see these and experience the difference between a scan online and seeing the thing in front of you. It's (laughs) totally different. So... I guess, what would you like to share with us? Are there certain pieces that you have that are, are more special to you, that have some story that, that are tied yeah, to? I have a bunch of stuff. Um, I brought uh, out this one I've never, like, posted anywhere. This is, like, maybe one of my more rare things. Oh, it's your favorite, Craig. Oh, shit. <laughs> we were just talking about them earlier. <laughs> to my knowledge, there's only one of these oh. made. It was made by Paul Ledney. So wow. I got it from their videographer from New Jersey. Okay. And um, I love this thing, man. This is so cool to me. Yeah, the fact it is that cool. It was and, yeah. I, under the condition that I shouldn't ever get rid of it. Or and show it I on shouldn't, podcast? Like, resell it. A lot of my stuff is purchased under those conditions. Yeah. And I'm happy to agree to that. Nice. Yeah. Um, that I have. I brought the carcass blood bag out. Uh, this is probably like one of my favorite things I have. It has like the original like shipping labels and stuff oh, from wow. Columbia. It's in the original box. Uh, all right. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty rare. It, it's, Wow. So what were they shipping those I didn't at? Know. I mean, did, were they coming with the record? How I was going to say, did you even know that that I didn't edition, think I knew that existed. Like, what, and what the hell is... Apparently only a couple do in their full, complete form now. Uh, huh. I wonder They've if... all, like, kind of popped or turned a weird color. Okay. Uh, I don't keep that out. I keep that in another box. Yeah, I see. Well, because yeah. uh, I remember, um, uh, you know, you, you brought up Nunslaughter... Well, well that was the last episode. Angel had the slime packs, you know, well, that were yeah. toxic or whatever. But but even yeah. like uh, like uh, anything that has like the electric stuff. I think even Slayer did one. Like eventually that stuff dries up. Right. So like, but the car. I mean, shit. That would be what uh, t- over twenty years old. Well, yeah, it's early nineties. Yeah. Right. So like yeah. that's quite ninety four. A year after it was released. Okay. Wow. For, yeah. Yeah. It's I, amazing. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that the. I don't know. The blood, like I said, it usually dries up and stuff, so I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. But they use a lot in that, too. She's keeping it in a dark place, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that that's, that's all you can do with that, right. like, especially with that. Yeah, and it's got a thing from Columbia telling you not to be fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it. don't drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Warning label. All caps. Yeah. I love the yeah. all caps. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Honestly, my favorite stuff is like late 80s, early 90s promos, like small little flyers. Okay. That's what I like really collect the most of. Yeah, I have like some finished stuff. Yeah, like some Zyzma ones. Oh, nice. You know what? I had so many of these from like packs, from mail packs. From, and I'm, yeah. I'm quite a bit older. So uh, yeah. we used to, these always used to come in the mail, you know? No, at this point, man, like, just, I, I could go the rest of this video and just be like, just show us yeah, flyers. Just show, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, duh, I don't need I just talk. need a remote. Yeah. <laughs> I need I have, an Alexis like, remote. complete Mystic promo sets. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. awesome. It's like, oh, man, I love these. With, like, their bios and stuff. I have an incantation one like that. Yeah, I love these. 
talks about like favorite bands and whatnot. And right. Things they hate. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I like like to keep everything together and try and get like complete sets of things, wow. which is pretty difficult for stuff like this. But yeah. What did you say in '98? Uh, you were in fourth grade. I'm 30, 31. Okay, so I was like graduating yeah. high. School. <laughs> I was like graduating easy. high school pretty much like. I was yeah. a junior in high school in 98 and having been to shows already and played shows and, you know, whatever. Very immersed at that time. Um, but back then, obviously, no internet and none of these things. I mean, there was, I guess, then, barely. But um, but when I was getting into all this, when I was 12 and 13 and whatnot, you know, th- literally there was just magazines and zines and, and those things and all the things that all the, the old farts and elitists tell you that, like, I remember these days we had to, like, just to go buy artwork and stuff, right? So, but in magazines and, and flyers that you'd get in the mail, like in a mail order, right? Or just even a mail order, let's do this. A mail order catalog, right? Yeah. Where there's no pictures, it's just names, it's just titles, and, lit- and and maybe some description. And you're basing like your purchase, uh, you know, money that you don't have as a kid, you barely have any money, right? But you're basing these purchases on like, Literally just that, like the hope that that one that you picked is going to be what you hoped it would be, totally. right? And so, have any of these flyers, like, have, have, you, have you have you discovered bands through this? So, like, maybe you've gone after, like, this Agnostic Front flyer or whatever, but then yeah. you see um, Christ on Parade or something, you're like, who's that? And, like, you've gone then to check them out? All the time. Okay. And I could see that definitely like you happened. said, like, in, like, zines or, like, you know, I have, like, just, like, you know, tons of zine you know promos that like list what they're coming out with that month and i'm oh i've never seen that before a lot of time i love that artwork i need to listen to that right I know. yeah that's Same awesome thing with logos and you can just kind of tell that's going to be for me right right and that and that's kind of the that's probably part of the allure of what you do right is like that discovery yeah. of the next thing I think mm-hmm. that's what keeps us coming back is like, because yeah. Craig, it you know had that that question almost Reaper, of like, damn it, right, yeah, <laughs> Reaper. I'm sorry, guys. Of uh, you know what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated to do this? You know, once you have it, you just store it away, and it's what you know. Then what do you do? But I think the fact that, like you said, you keep going back because then you miss something, or you know, there's a little blurb you never looked at, and now you're yeah. discovering this new band. So I think maybe there's some allure of like. Um, yeah. or that, that obsession, that piece of like wanting to keep going and going and yeah. discovering. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I also think there's just something about, you know, it was a quarantine decision to start posting, uh, regularly. Oh, okay. It's completely missed that, you know, camaraderie and that whole like narrative, just talking about the shit, mm-hmm. you know, I just didn't have it. And so I started, you know, I'm just going to like throw a little bit up, you know, uh, and yeah, so I kept going. It's been great actually getting to have like real conversations with people who want to talk as obsessively as I do about some of this stuff. Or not, because I would imagine, I mean, like I said even earlier, and I don't know how much you've paid attention to anything I, I've posted or whatever, but I did post, like, there's a ton of VHS tapes and stuff on the channel. Yeah. And then just even what we do here with the podcast and the conversations we get into, uh, it brings out the the dorks uh, like myself. Uh, so I can only imagine that you get tons of that by yeah. doing that. But honestly, it's definitely a mixed bag, but most of it is great conversation. And, yeah. Or I love when like someone will message me and be like, you know, start a conversation. Oh, you should check this out. You know, have you seen this? That you know, that's nice what it's all about. For right. Me. And I'm sure you get yeah. people that have been like, I was at that show, or I. I was, you know, I saw that tour or whatever. That has to be one of my, like, favorite and funniest comments, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I love it. I love when someone's like, man, I haven't seen this flyer in a long time. And, you know, usually I try to return the flyer to somebody who can, like, really appreciate it. Oh, wow. That's even cooler. Now, have you you encountered bands where, like, a band would be like, oh, my God. Like, I I totally Um, remember that. I haven't seen that for 20 years. And you're like, you'll send it to them? Yeah, um, I actually sent a flyer to Lori Bravo recently. She's like, I am, I don't think I have this flyer. Wow. And I sent it to her, but you should have it. If right. anybody should have the flyer. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's yeah. very important then to let you know that I was at that Sodom show and I deserve that. <laughs> <Right. flyer. laughs> yeah. Poster frame and all. I love the ones that are just like, I was there. It's like, give me an anecdote or a, right. you know. 
yeah, a baby. good bolt thrower story like I like in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, like it's interesting, I guess, now that I, I'm even, again, like just thinking of the professional side of it. And, uh, you know, a lot of every industry goes through uh, threats of like the unknown future. Music, it was when digital hit. And I don't really need to explain others. We can all assert our own uh, ones there. So, obviously, uh, a historian area would be threatened, I think kind of buy the modern technology that like sure bands are doing flyers for shows and releases now but nothing to the to the degree it was as you collect um and even if they do or don't yeah like just the abundance is less so it's going to be less for you to stumble upon in the future when the now is a historical time like is that yeah. something that like in your field like is almost like maybe a, like a worry as it would have been a worry to you know music when it went digital and all that kind of stuff you know it, i guess like everybody it depends on what your goal is you know if you're releasing music and you want the most people to hear it you know digital releases maybe your thing you know for me it's about like i said like the conversation and you know uh it really depends on are you gonna put this flyer away and after you buy it for $150 and then never let it see the light of day. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's your choice, but mm -hmm. right. you know, uh, again, why I like to trade because it kind of keeps a estimated retail value out of it. Right. And uh, you know, it makes it more about like that memory that that person had when they were there and they can afford to buy it and have it still, as opposed to like a $1,200 bolt thrower shirt. Right. Yeah, you totally. Know. Yeah, so, you know, I think, it's, I think it's good depending on what the outcome you want is. Um, for me, it's definitely harder, but I also, you know, enjoy the looking for it. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily think the ease of it is gonna stop me in any way, so. But it also is like a, the change of it too, like because, yeah, I mean, they're, it's just a different, like, well, because uh, when we had Eric on, Eric Payne, mm -hmm. we, want, we want more painkiller, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when we were talking to him, like we were at least on the episode that we did, uh, we we're heavily like trying to figure out like the elitist attitude and where's the, like the difference of being hypocritical, being an elitist, where does it come from, yada yada yada. That yeah. in a way, this is very much that. Uh, in that, like, you know, look, the, the, the entombed carcass cathedral. Like, if that, if, like, posters were, that, I mean, they at least changed. Like I said, they didn't go away. We all know that. But they yeah. changed. They're less. I mean, there's a now, there's an Instagram poster. So, I mean, so it's like, well, it's digital, almost yeah, like. digital posters, right. So, it, but to that, it's almost like, to be like, it almost makes, like, entombed always different. Than every Swedish death metal band that's going to be influenced by them, because you're in 2021 when it's digital age, and because of that digital age, it's just an entirely different thing, and it's almost in a way always going to be more presumably always attractive to go back to the heyday than it will be the 2020s in these time periods because they don't have that. They don't There's have a character missing. Well, you know? Yeah, like Alexis is even describing these people that like. You know, I've seen it, like I said, like, and you're seeing it, like, just they, they, come, they come forward, like, they know these stories, they, like, you know, and, and it means something. So, yeah. it, like, that totally changes, though, the fandom uh, aspect yeah. of things. And um, I, I also think it really, you know, there is a difference about, you know, you don't get that same feeling when you put on a record and then click a YouTube link. It's totally right. different. We yeah. all know it's that, like, it's experiential. not Experiential, yeah, experiential. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the same thing with this. Like, that's why I also try to not scan my stuff. I try to take it and leave the creases in it and like have them be real objects that I think are just like, there's something different about it. Yeah. And anybody who has like this stuff or, you know, a first pressing of something that is their favorite, they just know like it's different when you hold it and have it than it is to consume it online. Right, so. totally. And then I guess I'd like to just hear more about your story. like where did the love of extreme metal come from for you? Um, you know, I guess would be the precursor to even yeah. all of this. Um, well, I grew up uh, listening to New York hardcore 
I grew okay. up on Long Island. Uh, and so that's Strong definitely where a huge part of my collecting lies. Uh, tons of hardcore stuff. And I love trading hardcore flyers. I mean, the enthusiasm there is wild. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so, yeah. Um, definitely, like, you know, the stuff I post is split down the middle. Um, I started going to my first... Uh, actual metal show was uh cannibal corpse dying fetus necrophages tour in 2006 nice that was the first you know like real like what the fuck <laughs> you know moment and uh i still not actually have a flyer from that which is crazy but, yeah that's crazy yeah um yeah so uh and then it you know just kind of i never stopped right i always just added additional genres as my taste developed and you know look i never was like yeah no New York hardcore, like always New York hardcore. <laughs> right, so. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I make my, I'm gonna make my sausage uh, fest joke even worse by explaining it, but uh, it kind of part of that remark. It, it was a lot when we were talking about, you know, even doing uh, this episode was, uh, you know, the fact of breaking the sausage fest, but more so the 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 allure behind it because that like, why is metal a sausage fest? Yeah. And then. When you do find somebody that breaks the mold, uh, in this case a female, like you, it, it makes me wonder anyway. And I know you were like, how, like, what is your story then of getting into it? Like, you know, mine would be an older brother. Like, right. is it the same story for you? Or, um, well, my brother like listened to new metal and hip hop. I listen to a lot of hip hop as well. I mm -hmm. like, you know, collect a lot of hip hop flyers and memorabilia as well. You know, I very much think that, especially in the nineties. They are so linked, especially with hip hop oh, yeah. and hardcore. It was extreme. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's underground music, and that's what I like to celebrate mm -hmm. here. Um, and uh, yeah, my brother listened to new metal. And so that's when I like started, you know, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I had bondage pants and right. the big <laughs> bondage pants. Yeah. So, so did Vader. Don't feel where bad. it started. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Inside joke. Inside joke. I don't, I don't know if you even heard it though. Yes, you said so did Vader. That's a to that's something that Tommy knows. A deep dark secret that Tommy knows I mean, it's about no Vader. Secret. They did a whole tour in him. Oh, it was a secret. To me. <laughs> I, I would have wanted it to have been a secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Sorry, we didn't mean to disrupt. No, no. Uh, yeah. So I guess it just I always just loved like I find music on blog spots and that kind of stuff uh, when I was younger, and I think it was basically you know, I think I'm going to like this. And there was never like, oh, I don't want to listen to this or I don't know if I should go to that show. It was just like, well, you're going to go. Yeah. You know, it was kind of, uh, I never really like, you know, saw that like barrier to entry. I saw the barrier to staying, you know, and mm -hmm. continuing to be super involved. It's definitely a pain in the ass sometimes, but I think it's worth it. Um, is a pain in the ass coming from like people not taking you seriously in what you do or like where i guess where does I the mean, challenge they come can from do that. that's fine you know they're uh -huh. entitled to feel that way um i take what i do seriously so that's why i do it well i was just um, wondering where, where where the challenges come from like you said there's challenges in maybe staying uh the course a lot, a lot of time wasted on uh token conversations Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find a really diplomatic way of saying this. Uh, I'll just give it to us. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like, it's Hellcast. We're dicks. Stop wasting my time talking to me about demos that you don't give a fuck about because you're trying to slide in my DMs. Right. Or, you right. know, uh, that's obviously not why I'm there. And that's not why I post. Yep. Uh, this is why I do what I do and share it. Otherwise, you know, I'd be more than happy doing it the way I had been without posting it. So. Right, right. Or is, yeah. is that something that you do get is like people that just, they're just trying up a conversation just to talk to you? Yeah, time wasting, you know, yeah. it's, I don't, I'll talk for hours about music, but that needs to be why the conversation right. happened, right. you know? Oh, I I 100% agree. I yeah. always thought yeah. it was very lame for anybody that thought that that well, was an easy entry. It's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 unfortunate, dude. Like, just because you're a woman, why do you have to like 
deal with all that shit. You know, we don't deal with that. We don't have women hitting us up like just like, trying to, yeah, you know, men in metal. Why does yeah. that? Why did that switch around? You know, like I'll take that. But yeah, I think it's just unfortunate because you do have a, obviously a genuine love for what you do and and you're enthusiastic about it and want to find people to connect to like that. And yeah, someone has some uh, other agenda, but just like you said, it's a time waster. It's like not why you do it. It's not why you're doing this at all. And yeah, uh, yeah so stop wasting our time, people. Right. And yeah. to be you know honest, it's no different than most other parts of my life. That kind of dynamic happens, and sure, so be it. We continue on. Yeah, men are pigs, dude. I'm making a mental note though, because how how confused do you think the internet would be if there was like a video like the top best men in metal, <laughs> like or just like making like a big deal, like as you make as, the as, list. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. As if you yeah. just let me tell you something that you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Men are in yeah. metal. <laughs> I'll ghostwrite it. Yeah, or or the. The other one was through the the Battle of the Bulge. Uh, so far, Venom's the winner. Where you just find like <laughs> yeah. Bruce, Bruce Dickinson's doing a good job too. Too. Oh yeah, the clock, the clock thing, the clock pants. Yeah. yeah well, what I really want, pants. my so Alexis, if you want to help me out with this, I, I, I got it. It's right in front of me. I just, sweet. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah. See, you're already working the on Venom it. Venom Bulge. There we go. I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm waiting for it now. Then there's gonna be a the like. I don't know, a, a contest or just a, a series <laughs> of the best bulge. But, like, I thought it'd even be funnier, though, like, to just be the guy that is the presenter of it. Mm. Like, have, like, you know, a bunch of women that I know. Like, I was, and I was, I was asking them, like, what's your favorite bulge picture? Like, I want it. Cause that way I could just be like, you know, this dipshit with a big shit eating grin <laughs> on his face. Like, let me show you the best bulge pictures. I'm excited, aren't right. you? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Make Start fun asking of who their favorite male vocalist is. <laughs> 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 so then who would be some of your tops yeah though? for real um i have to say that like i'm king diamond merciful fate nice uh you know i'm gonna go with traditional answers and then i'm gonna go into some finnish book anti bowman's vocals mm. oh nice Love them. yeah nice abhorrence funebrae uh unholy so good i love that deep guttural sound yeah nice so it's operatic and then uh disgusting yeah <laughs> right. that's that, yeah. i i mean i think that's honestly what a lot of like people death metal fans are like you yeah. know mm -hmm. you like something yeah. like king diamond because he is kind of like as you said operatic so i like but it the extreme version you know what i mean like right. with the satanic vocals yeah. and stuff so i guess everybody just always liked that because I mean, who doesn't like a good, you know, tradition? Like, cause you know, it's traditional yeah. metal in the background, yeah. otherwise. And That's so, who doesn't like that? Line on it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. I'm seemingly having trouble pulling up my screen to show it, but you know what it looks like, and I'll just say it uh, for those listening, because I, when I looked at, uh, I was looking at your profile to find anything that uh, just w maybe was something that I was like, oh, or, or really just get to know you. Uh, and, and prepare for this and so i saw some standout ones and yes. uh one of the standout flyers for me was the uh promo uh desultory photo uh from uh, yeah bitterness era. i actually got that here oh nice. really see you knew this we, we knew you. we were gonna bring it up <laughs> yeah you knew it yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome so you know what's cool about Craig that? is like the biggest desultory fan i've ever met in my life um, oh, yeah. and so is oh, Reaper, but, uh, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Eddie, do you like Eddie Satan back in the day? You know, he's fucking up. I don't care. But, uh, you know, what's cool though, is I have the, the, uh, you know how, um, the promo photos, they came like glossy. Yeah. Yeah. I glossies. have the glossy of that photo yeah. where then you have the Xerox Ooh. like advertisement of it. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why that, that was kind of a fave. Plus I just absolutely love that band. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was by shock that just anybody remembers uh, Malicious Onslaught. Mm. So good. I have this also. Man, she's on it. Well, we look did this that. prep, man. Like, <laughs> Yo, look at the bottom, though. Oh, yeah. Winter. With Carcass? Pestilence, Carcass, Death. Amazing. Well, how the hell... that? See, that's... And there you go. There's a testament to your services. Because... Malicious onslaught's the main logo over carcass. <laughs> yeah. Like when the that was the last time. <laughs> it was in New York. Yeah. I guess so, right? Because yeah. I, 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 they are from New York. Yeah, Stony Point, New York. Stony, Stony Point. Point. Where, where's yeah. that? Is that near New York City? I think that's out of the city. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, obviously some of these. Pl- well, actually, that's even something cool too. Like when you see like these venues and it's like somewhere that closed down. Yeah, you know, it's just part of the the story and the whatever. Oh, I'm sure a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that a was of the, a lot of the Cleveland ones are flashes, you know. Uh, which was another one that was uh, it was just cool to see. Uh, there was like yeah, you had a decrepit. Oh yeah. Decrepit yeah. from Cleveland and, and I have descend. A ton of those. Dude, I have a ton of decrepit flyers. But it was just cool too, like when you see it, like obviously in, in Alexis' case, yeah, it's yeah. in New York, like right. you know our. Oh, yeah, nice. well, that wasn't the one Actually, I was talking I, about. I, but I think that's I have cool. that one. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Ah. Uh. Ah, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Nice. I picked the right ones. Yeah, well, all that prep we did beforehand was really worth it. Um, <laughs> thanks for you producing. Not that it's yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, I didn't. I. I don't know. I was just, honestly. I was just even going to say something about the color flyer. Like I, that just. You know what I mean? Like just. It's something that like it's just so much cooler than now. Like yeah. And yeah, out, look, man. this one. I love this purple one. It's. I think it's like one of three purple ones. Oh, that's that I awesome. Have. That's yeah, crazy. Wow. That's a crazy fest. Yeah, it's one of my like the few mythic. The, the ones. hard parts when like they don't have years, because I guess why would you have years if it's a show that year and that day? <laughs> but but to try and most figure of that them out, don't have years. yeah, most of them don't, and and I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't. But it'd be, it's cool almost to f- try to start figuring that out. You know, that's actually funny yeah. you bring that up because like every time I do a flyer for somebody that is about like an event that they're doing yeah. i'm always like i gotta put the year on here because then somebody's gonna collect this probably one at least day. somewhere small is somewhere <laughs> right. yeah make it like an easter egg put it somewhere <laughs> like, but it, <laughs> imagine when you see that like you know september 1st 2021 it's like duh <laughs> yeah right right yeah it's no but i actually like i'll pull up like you know metallum and setless fm and like a calendar that's dated back like 40 years and like be like all right so this is tuesday the 22nd oh, wow. so it couldn't have been this year because they weren't a band then and wow. it couldn't have been this year because you know they were in europe at this time it's nice it's like a little mystery yeah yeah it's like a little uh yeah investigation yeah. you gotta do yeah because there's that uh even there's that that website where you can go and look up historical shows like the, the set list Metal the, promo. is that what oh, it is, is it? such a good website nice but even sometimes, you know, there is stuff that's just not, like never heard of. Like that show might as well have never happened. And if, if yeah. you have the flyer or the VHS tape, you know, you can confirm that it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's I, – I, which that alone is just kind of crazy that there's like a database of like yeah. events that happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going uh, – you, you, uh, so the the, the the blood bag carcass that's pretty badass. Yeah. Do you what? Yeah. Do you, what are some other things of that caliber that are like like the rare merchandise that, like, do you oh. know about the rigor mortis chili? <laughs> what did you what? say? Do you know? Yeah, rigor mortis from Texas. When the self titled album came out, there was like a promo so, to some yeah. degree where it came with a chili can. <laughs> You're mesmerized. Now, now you gotta find it. <laughs> Now you gotta find so it. There you go. There's your trade. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That needs to happen. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Hit, up, hit, hit up your Texas contacts. Yeah. Um, honestly, some of like my favorite stuff is like original album artwork. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that stuff is really hard to find, and you know, that is some of my favorite stuff. I can see why because uh, I know this guy that was talking the prong, and he found out that uh, Primitive Origins had uh, what color? You know that guy, right? Too. He, he said oh, that yeah, there was like red on there yes. or something, like, and then it's just black and silver. So like, yeah, yeah that was know. like the label that did that. But yeah, the original piece. Yeah. But you know, what yeah. I mean, you, you learn that kind of stuff. And there's some out there that are red, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. Oh well, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I think they maybe self-released some uh, with the original red. Yeah. Yeah, but that's rare, man. Yeah. Have you yeah. noticed that with any of the stuff that you've come across, Alexis, like the artwork, that there's differences? Yeah, there'll be like alternate colors, and sometimes it's like really hard to figure out uh, if something is not a boot because honestly, that's becoming a bigger problem these days. Ah. Mm. Bootlegs. Yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, just I get a lot of messages from people wanting to boot my, the flyers I have, and I do not accept those requests. Uh, you know, uh, I, you may. Oh shit! I just kind. I, I first I was thinking like bootlegs, like audio, but like oh no, like oh man, flyers. that's really a problem then yeah, because like there's almost problem. no way to like 
there could you be literally a point. need a degree in art history to be able to like right. authentic yeah so you can see the age it's you know yeah that's wild because that pl- yeah. like you do possess that ability when you have that profession like to be able to yes. obviously grade and and date things mm-hmm. ha, like how does like how does that work though like how do you be able to figure that Honestly, a, a lot. It starts when I'm like looking to get something. I will always prefer to get something from somebody who, you know, was in one of the bands or I know was there. Yeah. You know, why would it be a boot? You know, uh, right. or it has like some the stamping is like a big band with their stamps on it. I look for those stamps, like the malicious onslaught one. Like that kind of stuff uh, is really hard yeah. to fake. You know, you can like get a piece of paper dirty, but you know, new papers bleach in a different way uh, right. than older paper. So you can like tell it's bright, crisp white. You know. Well, there you go. Now you now some of the bootlegs are like, fuck, we gotta find vintage. Yeah. I will out you. <laughs> well, you know, okay, so there's there's like, you know, I have like these mixed feelings on bootlegs for a lot of different reasons. For but flyers, like, yeah. I do for sure. Well, yeah, but. Uh, so for audio, so there's people that bootleg right like live shows and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. always happened. Yeah, and that to yeah. me is not like so terrible. Like no, people want to experience or like maybe they've never seen the band and like that's all they could find or the band's or just done and more of the lo- what you love, you know? Right. Yeah. So people are still profiting, which is like maybe the negative there, but at least I could see like the allure. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like this to me just seems like dickhead financial gain move. Like. What else? Mm-hmm. Why else would you boot a flyer? There's like no other reason oh, than some dude trying to make. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I have no problem with the concept of bootlegs. You know, I have some hanging in my bathroom mm-hmm. because I'm not going to put a flyer in my bathroom where I shower. <laughs> right, but right. you know, I also have a problem with people saying, "Yeah, yeah, this is an original flyer." That's right. where my issue comes in. Yes. You know. Yeah. And it's for three dollars. You know, ah, no big deal. I bought a fake flyer. Sure. But the prices aren't like that anymore, especially since quarantine started. It's kind of insane. Anybody who's like on eBay for anything, uh, you know, extreme music related knows what's happening to prices and uh, what's happening to the reasons why people are buying it. Yeah. Well, here's a good question then. So what are some of the most outrageously expensive, like, let's just say flyers that you've seen? And and are they... Are are they justified or are they not justified? How about let's so let's do that. Maybe let's. I don't know if you'll know off the top of your head or not. But let's do one that you think maybe is justified and maybe one that's like so out of proportion, like so so overblown. I uh, this you know my personal taste is definitely going. That's an, a huge part of it is nostalgia. Yeah. It's always baked into these prices and how do you price nostalgia collectively? Right. Impossible, you know. And so that's a big thing. Um, so. I've seen some, you know, Thin Lizzy posters, big full color posters from seventy thousand dollars. Seventy thousand? No, no, from the seventies. Oh, thousand dollars. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy, <laughs> like that, is that yeah. what you heard for? Yeah, first, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I think that was our interference. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> holy shit! But, uh, you know, see, to me, it's like I also when I trade most of it. When I see a price tag like that, I'm just like, oh, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It, there's something a little skeevy about it to me. Um, uh, I saw like a, the first Celtic Frost show uh, flyer on eBay recently for four thousand dollars. What were where, buy that. where would that um, first show have been? Um, I'm actually not exactly sure where it was. Okay. Um, but I saw that, and I didn't hang around on that eBay listing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, see, like, to me, I'm not even, like, that. that's nuts. And I, like, can understand if someone was at that show and puts that up, and that's why they priced it like that. Right. Because to them, it means it's worth everything. that. And yeah. it is worth that to them. Sure. But putting it out there on a the market as a collectible, like, as a piece of memorabilia, like, what's... You know, I don't know if you guys like buy or, you know, I'm sure we all have quite a bit of vintage shirts, um, but who would want to ever buy a shirt for $2,000? That's just like nuts to me. I know. I it's insane. It's just crazy. I had a collection of shirts and Tupperware, um, and I had a friend who was in a band we won't mention, but 
he, oh, you can. he started no i can't he, <laughs> he started going crazy with this whole shirt thing this was uh maybe right around the time we first started talking maybe like four years ago something like that but literally these shirts have been in my garage forever like i never wore them anymore some um i don't know if you were around at the time but back when i was growing up it was either size metal or nothing so it was just like extra large and large everything and i'm not a huge guy so you know and i wasn't savvy enough to be cutting shirts when i was younger so anyway uh they're all huge so i barely wore any of them back then i did because i didn't care but uh Yeah, so they were all packed away, and then I toured for years. So then on tour, I got shirts from countless bands, you know, that uh, were free or whatever. And so anyway, they were just like taking up space, and I let him sell them. And then he made—I mean, I had like old carcass long sleeves, like like red with the. Uh, it was like it wasn't tools of the trade, but it was definitely from necroticism era. Uh, had the like anatomical like face cut mm-hmm. up on the mm-hmm. front. I mean, it go. It went for a couple hundred bucks even then. So I. Would, yeah wonder what it would go for now but but yeah it was just literally because i wasn't doing anything with him and i couldn't do it myself i just let him do it and gave him you know a share of it or whatever but at the time i was like shocked with how much they're going for and now it's like even like way more out of control yeah you know and and you know some shirts are definitely worth it they made like five of them and it was right. on one tour and then you know it's a misprint sure. i get that like to me that's like a special thing uh, but mm-hmm. you know seeing shirts from like 2006 go for hundreds of dollars <laughs> right that's a little ridiculous well yeah. can I, is it's very it, ridiculous because i'm the 2006 it's like yesterday <laughs> no, yeah. no. <laughs> but that's like you know yeah. technically 2000s are vintage now that's so crazy it is wow. well so is it wrong to ask you what what's like the most you paid for for one of your flyers um i don't think i've ever spent above I spent $110 on, like, one of the, like, earliest leeway posters oh, that, nice. like, Eddie Leeway told me, like, only a few of them he knows of that exist. Oh, wow. From Four oh. Notes Fire. Yeah. Nice. And I've been looking band. for that religiously, and I fa- popped up on EBA one day, and I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So $110. Okay. Now, have you, yeah. Have you ever bought something, maybe not for the highest bid, but enough money that was, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, a, a flyer, I, I think anything more than $10 is a I lot know, of money. Right. Yeah. So, well, uh, I got, I got this, um, this was one of my more recent ones and it was actually like kind of driven by, uh, the higher prices. I was like. You know, I've never, I had not really seen this original. Mm. Uh, I've been talking a lot about death lately. Oh, right. back. oh. Wow. I paid like 40 bucks for this. And to me, uh, that was like a lot, like a lot of money. Yeah. That's pretty cool yeah. though. Cause that was the last time the Kissimmee post posted about something that cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> sure. that's probably true. It's probably about Disney world at this point. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But that's but that is you know what I mean it 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 sometimes it tells you shit like that where you didn't you would have never thought like uh yeah. I, thinking of Florida um Thrashback Thrashback Records whoever the dude that mailed that stuff thanks man there so there was this band that he put out Fatal Sin mm. and like I never heard of them but in the like the thing that you know has has their flyers and stuff and so you know you think of thrash death metal and stuff if they play a show like it's got to be at like a thrash death metal venue yeah fucking battle of the band's high school <laughs> was one of their shows and it's just like yeah i guess so right but right. like i i wouldn't guess so because when i was in high school nobody would want me to play <laughs> you'd be <Yeah>. booed <laughs> yeah so there, there's just stuff like that man it just tells you the story in a way that people maybe wouldn't tell it because you wouldn't think of that yeah as a right. detail of it um, I honestly like think that my price barrier really depends on how instrumental I think it is to the development of that genre generally. Mm, so if ah. it's an album that influenced everybody, there's a reason why I collect a lot of Entomb stuff yeah. and preserve it altogether um, because it is so influential. And it's you know it's not just because people love it, you know, but it says something about music that was being made. It's like while of fest flyers. You get to like look at that year and see what people wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. 
and then look you at know? and then look at the fests coming up this year. Yeah. Like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I I I think that's awesome that you do that. And you know what would be kind of neat, I think, for anybody watching that's potentially like seeing you with your bags and your frames and stuff and then hearing how you know all about this shit. Is there maybe a uh, like uh, some words of wisdom that you could, you know, pass on to anybody that is collecting and trying to take care of their stuff? Like, hey, this is the bag that you should use. Yeah, go with this stuff company. Like, yeah. Go with, yeah. Yeah, anything that's ar- archival and acid-free. You know, that's kind of the rule. And, uh, you know, just collect what you really love because when you love it, that's how you're going to care for it. Mm-hmm. You're going to treat it with that respect, you know, and if it's just like a thing that you're buying to have, you know, you probably won't put the effort into taking care of it in that way. Because that is probably a thing when it comes to care and like the value of it is probably about amount of as much as you well that's called care so i guess that's entirely what it is because you know i mean like like you're wearing gloves right now i mean i mean you could not and it's not like it's gonna destroy it but it's like the extra level of care well you know and here's the thing if if i wanted to put them away and never touch them yeah you know pulling them out every once in a while and touching them is fine you know uh sitting here touching a newsprint thing and then going and touching, you know, a piece of paper, the, you know, ink can get on my hands. Mm-hmm. And this is like a good way to just kind of keep the barrier, you know, uh, like I see myself and this is like, I guess, kind of the real art historian approach is I'm holding these things and I need to care for them like as best as they are. They are a part of other people's memories and interests and hobbies. And if I want other people to be able to enjoy them, you know, I need to take care of them. Yeah, right. You know, the same way you would hold a record, you know. In the record world, because I, I put mine in bags, mm. um, but I got the okay. Japanese resealable ones. In per- and there's oh. there's a whole there's a whole shroud of like improvement to the, to the, some of the other ones because, like for instance, uh, the sticky part is on not the flap. Where a lot mm-hmm. of bags, they are on the flap, so when you're trying to slide the record in, it just gets stuck. It's the worst. So, like, is there a, a flyer bag that's kind of like that? Like, that has more bells and whistles? Yeah, that- like, most flyer bags I get sent have the exact same thing. Mm. Uh, you know, you'll pull it out, and the flyer, like, you know, if you're not careful, will get stuck to the top of the bag. Uh. That's what it is. And, um, honestly, something is better than nothing yeah. if you're going to store it you know it's better to half of them for a long time were folded up in boxes like with stick it, ticket stubs you know that's not the way to keep it but it was better than nothing that's kind of how i see it i'm yeah. not going to be like if you don't care for it like crazy person like me <laughs> you shouldn't have it you know like just you know something is better than nothing when it comes to care okay uh, box or shelf or wall like when you when you are storing it <laughs> flat files flat files flat yeah. files yeah that's the like art the way big metal drawers yeah. that are like thin yeah those those are the best <laughs> well there you go so anybody that was wondering <laughs> take it from somebody that really knows <laughs> yeah no i mean I also you... my little promos and just like books you can kind of flip through oh yeah yeah, yeah. Just, like little like art portfolios yeah Oh yeah, like the photo album ones too, or like yeah. it has like the the sticky back or something, and then you can like write. Yeah, those are the old just, ones. Like, yeah. Look for them and yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh hell yeah! Especially if you're flipping through it, because if you did like the the hole punch route, that's gonna yeah. be done. Have you no, thought? No. Have, you, have you thought about uh, uh, like putting together a book or some kind no. of? Um... Well, I've been working on one uh, like very casually about um, flyer and album artwork. It's, it's like a half art history textbook, half metal-based, uh, hardcore-based imagery, mm. uh, and the use of art historical images in album artwork. Nice. So, I would, uh, yeah, I uh, would love on. to have like a big archive that kind of pulls everything together. But I would challenge that. that... Is, yeah, Sorry, it's a full-time it. job. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I would, I oh, would yeah, challenge that you could make a coffee table book just with flyers, with nothing oh, else. I, I would love to do something like that. I mean, so, yeah, if anybody wants to do that. I mean, who wouldn't want? I'm, I almost feel like somebody had to have done. I I feel like I know of an example that's not coming to mind. It's though, possible, like but I don't think anyone's curated quite as much as she has, from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, uh, she could literally. I mean, 
there's so many ideas, but you could literally organize it like the book by genre, by country, by, I mean, there's yeah. so many different ways you could do I it. I thought about like making little packets that you could arrange in different orders based on how you wanted to look at it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. If you wanted to go like with by artist or by country or by like genre. Mm-hmm. But that's like me getting off into it. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, cool though. Yeah. Do you know of uh, Laurent uh, Ramadia? I guess, sorry, Laurent, just totally fucked up your name. Uh, from, from Snake Pit Magazine? I have an interview of his right here. Weird. See, I'm telling you, that She's prep, like that, dude, that prep was amazing. Money. I'm telling you, Tommy, you got the, <laughs> the producer kind of people game. I want to work with, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, because he is like. I don't know. Just seeing, like, he's got a shit ton of stuff. Uh, he, and and like, I don't know. When Tommy was saying, like, how, how much you had, like, you know, I was just thinking of Laurent the whole time. Like, I don't know. I, I've I've seen Laurent come forward with some stuff, and it's just like, holy shit, this guy's got everything. Because I don't mm-hmm. know. I've, I've asked him for stuff before, and it was just like malicious onslaught, obscure. <laughs> <laughs> that there's like, there's no way Laurent's gonna have it, but I'm gonna ask because he's like my last hope. He's like, oh sure. <laughs> and, and I know, like, tons of, um, well, tons of, like, um, reissues and stuff, like, they go to him, too, because he's got stuff. Has anybody yeah. ever done that to you, too? Like, hey, I, I need a scan of the flyers. We're doing Entune demos or something. Uh, no, and I'd be, like, happy to do that. For, for anybody who's, like, you know, working directly with a band or, you know, plans to give profits to a band, yeah, I have no problem making like scans for that well i think that's what's so cool is like people give a shit and like uh in our scene you know it's such a like niche weird thing Uh, yeah we all like this weird music and uh we all care enough to like even keep this shit you know why didn't i throw that shit away before right i don't know i have it in a box though you know so uh you know maybe this is the reason is for you know yeah it, it may it may be very well. I'm, I'm looking for this book then. So yeah, we gotta really <laughs> yeah, make this happen. Really We're gonna really encourage this. On, I'm serious. To get this done. I want to do it. It was because you know why did his record get lost? Mm-hmm. Why did the other guy leave it at mom's basement? My <laughs> shit always went with me. Right. I've moved. Yeah. I how many times since mom's house, mm-hmm. and it keeps coming with me. Dude, shit that I shouldn't even be bringing. Me too. Me. I moved to L.A. back. All that. There shit you came go. With that me. that damn yeah. box that you want to give to Alexis. Many boxes. I've. Now, now you know. Now you know why you brought that back from L.A. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And it's just like one of those things where you just like, you know, we wear the shirts all the time. You know, we, that's like a daily part of our lives. But these are like those moments that we put away and most people don't go through them. And I, for me, at least when shows stopped, that's what I had. Mm-hmm. These shows, you right. know, and getting to post them for people who were there. Um, and for them to be able to talk about those shows, you know, I think it gave us a little bit of something that at least I didn't feel like having going without over the last year and a half. Yeah. Right, right. Imagine if something really drastically changed. I mean, I guess it kind of already did uh, of the music live, you know, the live world. And let's just say it like went to strictly live streaming or something mm-hmm. horrible. Oh, We're well, like, did for a little it's bit. almost like historical at that point. Like, wow, you remember when you could go to a show? Like, when they used me, to put them on paper? Yeah, yeah, Put them in coffee shops? Yeah. 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 Instead, now you just saw it and didn't give a shit and kept going? Like, that. Yeah. that they used to make flyers that weren't even the event, <laughs> and you cared about that, too. Right, right. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so many differences that at least remind us where we were. <laughs> I mean, they, they show like such a crazy change just like design wise and like aesthetically, like, you know, in the late nineties, like woof, some of those flyers were like the ugliest things in the world. Like, you yeah. know, it was like the birth of Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And like, you know, like clip art. Yeah. GeoCity yeah. websites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. blood the blood yeah. dripping so, font. Yeah. I had that too. <laughs> yes. The brick so, wall. Like, you, know, you can really see it like you can see how the music sounds based on the flyers yeah. and how they change. Right. Yeah, yeah, yes. And you know what? Actually us taught like the website thing though. It it uh it reminds me of the other flip side to the change. So the change not only is is digital in the first place, yeah. but then like, dude, imagine finding my GeoCities website with the blood trickle. <laughs> I can't go to a box and show you. No. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. And 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 that 
kind of sucks because that'd be hilarious for me to right now. Like, let me show you the yeah. Reaper. That's what it was called, the yeah. Reaper. That's so funny. <laughs> and that's why, like, I love the physical stuff. Is right. because you know you take care of that. That can't just disappear. Yeah. Right. You know. So yeah, it's also why I don't like selling them. I mean, I can take pictures of them, but once they're gone, you know, what if I lose my camera before I upload that picture? It's right. gone. You, yeah. Do you do that though? Like, like you were saying, you know, you, you'll find the home for the person uh, yeah. you know, that was there. Like, do you at least scan it or, or take a picture of it so you like? Always, have some... I always scan it, take a picture front nice. back, like all the damage and everything. Yeah. And, you know, that way, like that person can have that too, so that they can have me like authenticated. You oh, know, cool. here's like to prove it's not a boot. Um, nice. And. Uh, yeah, I also like you know I do sell some stuff, but usually it's like if I'm going after one flyer and a lot of flyers, um, you know I'll sell like some ex- just to kind of support the habit, right? You know, right, financially. Yeah. So we can aid you further in uh, yeah. this uh, this project that you are now entitled yeah. to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, uh, right. It's been spoken. I have an Instagram page I wasn't able to show the audience here. Uh, is that your primary contact then? Or is there a better way? Yes. Cool. Yes. So there you go. If you were my camera We can put a link in the description. Look. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I didn't want yeah. to tease it, though. There's a link in the description. <laughs> and then like, Please do not put my Instagram in that description. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you just need to go to ReaperMillProductions.com, then, and then you'll have hours of bands to listen to. You'll have the links to get a hold of uh, the link to get a hold of Alexis. Then you'll have the links for Tommy to see and hear what he does at uh, Scene Red and uh, Redefining Darkness. And, and then that'll be about good enough. And then you'll do all that, and then we'll have everything we need to do to talk to you next time.